Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. The Rescue. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz. with my boo like the analyst. Welcome in Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce. If you want to get into Out of Bounds today, you can call 501-661-1037. Text Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, live fan feedback. And today we have Coach Z, who's going to come up at 3 o'clock, and he's going to talk to us about Razorbacks next opponent Ole Miss and what it's going to look like for the Razorbacks after some struggles they are they are one and four in conference play and they've had their struggles all season and pretty much in conference they've had one game that they won at the buzzer but other than that it's been uh, pretty much a struggle so we're going yeah, to talk to Coach Z gave about up that almost a 20 point lead in the one game that they won so yeah, it's it's been a struggle all season long, at least in the SEC. Yeah, we're going to talk to Coach Z about that at 3 o'clock. But in the meantime, we have uh, the NFL championship games that are set. AFC championship, Chiefs-Ravens, NFC championship with the Lions-49ers. We want to get a feel for it is early in the week. So uh, we got a few days before this actually happens. Both games are going to take place on Sunday. But just kind of want to get a feel for everybody um what what they're thinking going into these two games as far as what they see the winners with the chiefs ravens lions 49ers of course the 49ers according to bet saracen six and a half point favorite ravens over the chiefs are a three and a half point favorite according to bet saracen so they are um they're both under a touchdown but then in chiefs and ravens it's a little more than a field goal. So just want to get a feel on how everybody is thinking going into these games. So, Todd, we'll start with you. What are you thinking? Well, let's start with the AFC Championship because that's going to be the first game played with the Ravens and the Chiefs. Well, let's see. You've got two top-notch defenses, two quarterbacks who are elite quarterbacks in the NFL. You have... An evenly matched game, which is why I think you see a, a three to three and a half point line. Um, this one is going to be nip and tuck the whole way through. I mean, it's basically going to be a case of which offense can figure out the opponent's defense first. And uh, with it being a home game for Baltimore and, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson having an MVP type season, um, as much as I. My 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 heart says Chiefs. My head says Ravens. So, I I, I think this might be a case where uh, where the Ravens are able to pull it out at home. See that that's some true analysis there. When you know you're a fan of the team, but you you don't have your heart into it. You think about what you actually see, what's happened on the field. People have to be able to separate that, especially in the business that we're in, and so. Uh, yeah, that's that's a great thing, Todd, when you can be realistic and you can separate the fandom from actually analyzing and, and doing a job. Well, I mean, like you said, it, it sort of comes with the job. I mean, yeah, I'm hoping that Kansas City can overcome the fact that 
you know, Baltimore's defense is, you know, one of the best in the league, and I hope they're able to find some ways to keep Isaiah Pacheco involved in the run game, and I hope that MVS catches another couple balls like he did on Sunday. But these are things that have been shown over the course of the season that you can't necessarily depend on. So when you get them, as was the case on Sunday, it's like gravy, you know. So... It, it, it's just one of those things you take a look at the some parts of all the season and how things have gone. Baltimore playing at home, it gives them the edge. And the, the Chiefs, they have had struggles on offense, but their defense is playing a lot better. And then they're in a situation where outside of Kelsey with the receivers, they're probably in a place where you could expect a different receiver to show up most of the time. Now, Rasheed Rice going into the playoffs – was uh, kind of identified as that guy that they wanted to look to. But Patrick Mahomes has done a great job over the years as far as spreading the ball around to different receivers. You know, there was Kelsey and Tyreek Hill at the time, but there were always other receivers that have been involved in the offense, and they needed to do a better job of, the, of that this year and even step it up even more. The problem was that the receivers had some drops, and even if Patrick Mahomes was putting the ball where it needed to be, at times the receivers weren't coming through. And that includes Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's been sure-handed for the better part of his career, but you know, earlier this season he had a problem where he was dropping balls that normally he wouldn't. So um, I, I think it just goes back to the consistency through the whole season. It, it just seems to me that Baltimore has had fewer of those valleys than Kansas City has had. And you know, like I said, I mean, as much as I would like to see Kansas City win the thing, I just, you know, my head keeps telling me Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, and and it's funny that you mentioned Travis Kelsey in a sense that, you know, there there would be people that would try to blame Taylor Swift and say it's the Taylor Swift effect, and Travis Kelsey he wants to be famous more so than a football player now, but Travis Kelsey has always been had a light shined on him in a sense mm-hmm. where off the field he was doing certain things it's been magnified now sure because of the fact that you know there's the relationship with taylor swift but he's always been able to put things in, in the appropriate place where he could separate football from off the field I, I i think that's exactly right i think he's able to compartmentalize those things uh, now i mean yeah i mean the his Life off the field is one thing, and we all know that he's had his share of issues, especially at the University of Cincinnati. Those those have been well documented. Uh, but for the most part, like you said, I think he's just, it's not that he's, I don't think he's necessarily looking to become, you know, famous by doing, by having his relationship with, tra- with Taylor Swift or whatever. I think that all kind of gets you know, to a degree, I think it all gets overblown. But to me, um, I just, tra- Travis is one of those guys that I think is a football player first, not necessarily to the cost of anything off the field. I, you know, I, he, you know, obviously, you see the success he has with his brother on the podcast that they have there. You know, there's a genuine relationship with his brother, with his mother, with his whole entire family. Um, so I'm not saying that his success on the field comes at the cost of anything off the field. But to your point, he's able to focus on one, and then when it's done, he's able to focus on something else, and he's just able to section it off so much so that whatever section he's concentrating on gets his full focus. Speaking of Jason Kelsey also, he's having a great time off the field post-retirement. And whenever they pan to the box and you see the cameras go there, it immediately goes to Taylor Swift. But the fact that Jason Kelsey was at this game against the Bills, now they're going to kind of follow that journey as it continues along. So there'll be a camera focused on Jason Kelsey to see how he inter- interacts with the fans and uh, what he's doing during the game. For 36 and, years old, that man ends. has some agility. Did you see how he hopped in and out of that suite? In the snow. In the there snow. Was still, there was snow and ice yeah. still in the stands. I mean, with unsure footing, he just handled it like it was nothing. I mean, absolutely astonishing. I'm the, and I've seen on social media here today, it's like, well, if he's not going to play for Philadelphia, Kansas City needs to snatch him up for at least one year. 
Yeah. I mean, is it possible? I don't know. I mean, that's all based on Jason, what he decides he wants to do if he's done or not. But, I mean, if he decides he wants to play one more year, why not do it with Travis in Kansas City? I'm for it. No, nah, I don't think that's going to happen, though. No, no don't. I don't either. Now, I mean, now, it's a long shot. The Bills fans, they were calling for him, though. They, As they were interacting with him and talking to him, they're like, Jason, come play for us. Come play for the Bills. And he was he was having a good time. And also, there were some Eagles fans at the game for some reason. I guess they knew that he was going to be there. Most and likely. when he jumped out of the box, he was taking pictures with some of the Eagles fans and some more fans that were shirtless and just having a really good time all together. I, just, I, I think he's uh, Jason Kelsey has reached the point where I think physically it's taken a toll on him to where I think he's just physically and mentally done. I mean, I think he's he's made the decision that he's done all he can do professionally. There's nothing left for him to prove. I mean, why put your body through the wear and tear of another season if you can maybe not necessarily go out on the terms that you would have set forth at the beginning of the season. But for the most part, it's on the terms that you want. And that's all really any athlete asks for is to be able to go out on their terms. So if these are terms that he's fine with and that he can live with, yeah, I think he's pretty well done. Also, it's been a year-year deal. At the end of every year, he's been assessing because he is getting older, but he's still playing at a high level. So last year, they thought it was going to be his last year. He was going to retire and as they were trying to make that championship run, win a Super Bowl for a second time, they actually made it to the Super Bowl and had a great chance to win it, but ultimately lost to the Chiefs. And everybody thought his family members, speak, you know, when we say everybody, they thought he was going to step away then, mm-hmm. and he decided to come back for another year. So at that point, if it seems like you're about to be done, but you come back for another season – Everybody pretty much will say at that point, okay, one more season, then it is done, and that's kind of what we're getting in this case. Now, Tom Brady, on the other hand, he did that. He came back, and then he retired for a second time, and a story came out recently that said Tom Brady was on the verge of coming back from a second retirement, coming back a second time, and then his his friends and family threw him a retirement party, and that pretty much shut the door for him because it was a surprise party and he didn't want to disappoint everybody once again. And then I saw something last night. I think maybe I'd seen it earlier in the year and then I was reminded of it last night. Uh, there was apparently, I mean, I don't know, I'm just saying I saw this online. I can't give it validity or, or say it for, for certain that this is what happened. But apparently there was talk during the offseason before the season started uh, that 49ers management went to Brock Purdy and said, hey, we might have a chance at Tom Brady, and if we get him for one year, we're going to play him. And nobody could argue with that. No. Yeah, if you're talking about one year. And, and here's the other thing about it, where Brock Purdy, there was a lot of uncertainty about him as he was coming off major elbow surgery. So... He wasn't in a position to question that anyway. He's, a, he's coming off his rookie season. True. Coming off major elbow surgery. So if there was a shot to get Tom Brady, which probably was a dream on both parts, yeah, where Tom Brady grew up in that area and he was a 49ers fan growing up, if there was a chance to make that happen, then they were going to take advantage of sure. it. Sure. And I think they would have been foolish not to, like to your point. Um, but I just kind of I, – I guess I had forgotten the fact that he – Brock Purdy has played so well, I forgot that he had the elbow surgery. So as soon as you mentioned that, I was like, well, yeah, I mean, he's not exactly in the position, as you said, to, to kind of question anything. We'll come back with more of Out of Bounds after this break, live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Stay tuned. 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Red River Ford, Lion Legal, Central Arkansas Cadillac Dealers, Malvern National Bank, and Genesis of Conway. This 
Texas Sports Center. Last night in college basketball, Arkansas Pine Bluff beat Bethune-Cookman 76-72. They were led by Rashad Williams, who had 22 points off the bench. Their next game will be on Saturday against Southern. Tonight in the SEC, 6th-ranked Kentucky will take on South Carolina at 6th on the SEC Network. And Texas A&M will host Missouri at 8 on the SEC Network also. Nationally, there will be one-ranked matchup. 4th-ranked Houston will travel to Provo to take on 21st-ranked BYU at 8 on the Big 12 Network or ESPN+. Former Razorback Jackson Robinson leads the Cougars in scoring with 14 points per game on 44% from the field, 37% from three, and 90% from the free throw line. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies, the number one sports bar in Little Rock and your Razorback basketball headquarters. Now with two locations. This week, the Hogs travel to Oxford to take on Ole Miss Wednesday, 8 p.m. And Top 10 Kentucky comes to the Hill Saturday at 5 p.m. Watch it on the Brewski Tron or plenty of the TVs. Ole Miss Wednesday, 8 p.m. Kentucky Saturday, 5 p.m. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Now with two locations, downtown Little Rock and Lakewood Village, North Little Rock. Check us out online, brewskiespubandgrub.com. Willie D's Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos. Deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays. And DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit WillieD'sPianoBar.com. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. And I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Oakland Racing Casino Resort presents Oakland Race Day with Justin Acri and David Longinotti every Saturday morning at 11. Oakland Race Day is your inside track to America's hottest thoroughbred action and Arkansas source for racing news and analysis. Oakland Race Day presented by Oakland, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Do you want more control over your business spending? Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management platform designed to save you time and money. Ramp offers unlimited corporate cards with spend controls you can customize to stop wasteful spending before it happens. Ramp makes expense reports a breeze by automatically collecting receipts and matching them to the right transaction. You'll close your books in hours instead of days. Ramp allows you to see all of your company spend in one place, so you can make quick, informed decisions about your business finances. Plus, Ramp will share insights based on your spending to help you cut costs. Over 15,000 businesses have added up to 5% to their bottom line with Ramp. You can be one of them. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. RAMP.com slash sports. 1037 The Buzz is home for Razorback basketball. Be sure to stick around after the game for the Guatney Chevrolet Guatney Buick GMC postgame show with Wes Moore and Josh Neighbors live from Walk-Ons in Little Rock presented in part by Orville, Arkansas and First Security Bank. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. Yo, remember yeah. back on the bully when cats used to harmonize like yeah. Yo, yo, my men and my women, don't forget about the day. This is not the most the king, yo. About the thing, yeah, Called you again. Uh, Remember when he told you he was about to bend uh-huh, your man? Yeah. You act like you and him, they 
give him a little trim to begin. Now you think you really gon' pretend like you wasn't down and you called him again. Plus when you give it up so easy, you ain't even fooling him. If you did it then, then you probably can't. Talking out your neck, then you're a Christian. I must slam sleeping with the gin. Now that was the sin that did Jezebel in. Who you gon' tell when the repercussions spin? Showing off that. Thinking it's a trend, girlfriend. Let me break it down for you again. You know I only say it cause I'm truly genuine. Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gym, baby girl. Respect is just the minimum. You still defending them now. Lauren is only human. Don't think I haven't been through the same predicament. Let it sit inside your head like a million women in Philly pen. It's silly when girls sell their souls because of sin. Look at where you be in. Hair weaves like Europeans. Fake nails up our Koreans. Come again. Welcome back to Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce. NFL playoffs. We have the Chiefs-Ravens. We've already uh, gotten into some of that. And then there is the Lions-49ers game that's going to follow. And it makes sense that they made the schedule like that because we're talking about the Chiefs-Ravens, which could be a colder game on the East Coast. So you want that to be the earlier game as opposed to being the later game when it the temperatures could really drop and really be cold. So it's it's nice the way that they scheduled it. But with San Francisco, they have some pretty windy weather at times. And we saw the conditions last week. They had rain rolling through. And it wasn't ideal conditions, but it was a little bit warmer than it was on the East Coast. Yeah, and, and it certainly seems to figure to work out that way, too, with San Francisco being the home team and letting having the the West Coast game as as the later of the two. To your point, like you said, with Baltimore being East Coast and, and letting them have the earlier start, get them most of the daylight hours, the warmer part of the day. Yeah, I mean, the, the schedule worked out perfectly as far as the NFL is concerned. Southern Structural Solutions text line, Uncle Jesse says got Travis all wrong. I've been following his stats every year and his completions haven't gone down at all. In fact, he recently passed Tony Gonzalez for all-time receiving yards, it should be. And the only receivers that Pat is having trouble with, it's MVS and Kadarius Tony. MVS is finally doing his job and Tony is injured. Yep. Chief's going to do great with Pat. Don't have confidence in his receivers that Lamar does. Ravens going to edge out the win because of that. I could very, I could see that happening just like that. I, I would have, I would have no argument against that at all. Could, could very well come down to trying to, you know, either team. If either team is in a position where they have, they're down three or seven late and driving. I, you know, do I have confidence in the Chiefs' offense? Yes, but do I necessarily have confidence in the Chiefs' receivers? No, other than Travis Kelsey. Logan from Cersei says that on New Heights, that's a podcast with Jason and Travis Kelsey, he hasn't officially retired. He said it's too early and emotions are too high to make anything official. He said later into the offseason, he'd give a sure statement. So technically, he isn't retired yet, but that's a technicality. It's like he may have said what he said, and he did say that he was going to address it at a later date. But players, when they retire... They don't just right away turn in their retirement papers. Right. It's a process, and it does take time, and that's why you see that sometimes there could be a change of heart where players do think it through, and and they end up not officially retiring because they haven't turned in their retirement papers yet because that's a process that you have to go through the league. Well, I think Joe Flacco hadn't turned in his retirement papers, had he? Well, he didn't. He didn't want to retire. He wanted to be picked up. <laughs> See, but that, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, like, like you said, they could they can step away from the game and still not technically be retired. So, I mean, whereas it may not fit in Flacco's case, I mean, that's what kept the door open for him was the fact that he that he hadn't turned those papers in because I'm sure it would have been a whole other circus if he had, and then he would have had to have filed reinstatement paperwork and whatever not. So, I mean. It's less of a hassle that way, I suppose. Can you guys explain why Tampa didn't call a timeout at the end of the game against the Lions? The Bucks didn't call a timeout at the end of the game against the Lions. There were 40 seconds left. So don't remember exactly what 
that was and how that game played out at the end. But if if you have a timeout, you kind of you want to get into better field position on the field, and you want to be able to take as little time off the clock as possible. And with 40 seconds left, they were in a situation where they had to score a touchdown and get a two-point conversion to be able to tie the game and extend it. So now, if you only have one timeout, you have to figure out when the proper time is to call timeout. And, you know, you may be thinking it through, like, they could have called timeout, and maybe it would have saved the game where it wouldn't have been an interception thrown. But you never know when those things are going to happen anyway. They could have called timeout, gotten a first down, and thrown an interception after that. Hindsight is always twenty twenty, and and with that benefit, you can see the windows that are available, whether or not to call a timeout. But in the, in the heat of the moment, and if you only have one timeout left, yeah, you're looking for what would be an ideal spot to use that final timeout. And I guess the coaching staff felt at that point that at that point wasn't it. So they were they were trying to hold on to it for what they thought was the best circumstance. Yeah, and. The bottom line on that is the linebacker from Detroit made a great play on it. Barnes, he made a great play. And uh, when you're in a situation like that, sometimes you are rushed where you're trying to get the play in, you're trying to get the play to the team, and then you have to execute it on the field. And with 40 seconds left, there is a a bit of a rush, and you're trying to, to get things done. And they just weren't able to get it done in the end. That's why they practice the, the, the... We're talking about practice. Yeah, that's why they go through these situations in practice. A, a two-minute drill, a minute-and-a-half drill, a less-than-a-minute drill. Just to go through those scenarios so that you become comfortable in those types of situations. And, um, you know, the the more often you go through it, the better you get at it. On the other hand, the Lions, they were going through their four-minute drill, where in the four-minute drill... It's a little different from the two-minute. Two-minute drill, you're trying to put something together to score. In a four-minute drill, you're trying to take as much time off the clock to leave as little time possible for the team to get the ball back and be successful in whatever they need to do. So the Lions, they were in that four-minute drill, and they took off as much time as they could. The Bucks got the ball back, but that's why they were in that situation where there was limited time left for them to try to score a touchdown, get a two-point conversion. And, and like I said, hindsight is twenty twenty, so you're always able to kind of cherry-pick it after it all happens. So not to, not to say that the, the point made wasn't valid or anything like that, but, I mean, having hindsight and it being twenty twenty always helps. Ben and Bryant says that Travis Kelsey hasn't passed Tony Gonzalez. He's still number one. And there's Jason Witten and Antonio Gates. Now, maybe he passed... Uh, may have passed Tony Gonzalez in team history, exactly. but not in league that's, history. That's it. That's, what it. that's where he passed him. Because we have to remember that Tony Gonzalez played for the Falcons also. And so, yeah, that, that's where it is. Travis Kelsey, his entire career has been with the Chiefs. Yep. And that's where you would expect it to stay. That he's not going anywhere. And if he does go somewhere, then it would be him calling it a career and getting off the field i would agree with that so now let's let's look at the second game with the lions 49ers and how would you assess that one i came away really impressed by detroit after after uh they beat tampa on saturday um jared goff has really found a rhythm in Detroit, and I don't know if head coach Dan Campbell is to uh, credit for that, or the offensive coaching staff is to credit for that. But it's a situ- he's taken a situation where, you know, he comes in. Matthew Stafford was beloved by the community, and maybe the the Lions fan base didn't quite understand why the move was made. But Jared Goff has quite literally made chicken salad out of chicken, you know what? And he is really. He's he's grown. He's blossomed. He's shown that 
you know, it, the, the knock on him when he was with the Rams was that Sean McVay was, you know, basically leading him, you know, as if he were on a leash or whatever. So I think Goff has had the opportunity and taken advantage of it to show that, no, I am a good player. I have a mind of my own. I can think for myself. I can lead a team to a playoff victory. I can win a division. And now here they are going to San Francisco with a chance at a Super Bowl. So what do you what do you think so, about the Niners on the other hand? The Niners on the other hand, um, my gosh, who could not be impressed by Christian McCaffrey? And you know, uh, they still have George Kittle at tight end. He's still one of the better tight ends in the league. Um, they have an offensive line that is uh, one of the better ones in the NFL. Dre Greenlaw on defense. Obviously, you got to see him a little bit with his two interceptions on Saturday. Um, so it's a, it's an opportunistic defense. Um, one that doesn't necessarily pressure the quarterback, but can. Um, and especially if they see they're going to have some success with it, then they might di- dial it up a little more often than they they would normally. Um, again, this is a situation where I think it'll be close. I think it'll be a competitive game, but I think San Francisco finds a way to pull it out in the end. The Eagles continue to hit the reset button with their coaching staff. So for the second year in a row going into the season – they will have a new offensive and defensive coordinator. So Brian Johnson, who is the Eagles' offensive coordinator, sources have said that he is going to be out and not return next season. Now, the, um, the, Brian Johnson is somebody who his name was talked about in circles as far as becoming an NFL head coach and that he was going to get some interviews to become a head coach with some of these remaining jobs. But he was the Eagles' offensive coordinator, and now he's not going to return. So last season, the Eagles had two coordinators in their offensive coordinator, uh, Shane Steichen and defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon, who both got head coaching positions with the Colts and Cardinals. So they had those guys exit because they were getting promoted. Now the two coordinators, Brian Johnson, offensive coordinator, Sean Desai, defensive coordinator, both their names were out there as far as getting some interviews and possibly coming head coaches, but now the Eagles have parted ways with both of them, and uh, if they get a start somewhere, it most likely would be at the coordinator position again, or position coach, and not as a head coach. And the Eagles have also uh, lost Matt Patricia, have they not? They're expected to make that decision also. That they're okay, expected I didn't to know part- if it was official or yeah, not. I they- know it had been thrown about but and, I and even in Brian Johnson's case the team hasn't officially announced it but multiple outlets have reported that he's not going to return okay so that means both offensive and defensive coordinators and another defensive coach so I, I mean obviously they did well enough coming into this season to reload so you know they talk about next man up mentality when it comes to injuries on players it's I guess next man up or whoever they decide they want to bring in as a coordinator, and and so you're, I mean, right now you're just looking to keep the train moving if you're the Eagles. The Titans have hired their head coach. They're hiring Brian Callahan, who has been around the NFL for quite a bit, and he was the offensive coordinator for the Bengals. Now, Zach Taylor, who's the head coach of the Bengals, he's their primary play caller, but Brian Callahan serving as the offensive coordinator now he moves on to become the Titans' head coach. And from all I can I can uh, determine, or I have read very little, but it seems to be a uh, a move that is well received. He seems to be someone who is held in pretty high regard. So uh, I, I guess uh, time will tell as to how the move pans out ultimately. So there are still five jobs that are available. You have. Seahawks, Falcons, Chargers, Commanders, and Panthers. So, Jim Harbaugh is still out there. Bill Belichick is still out there. Now, both of them have interviewed for the Falcons. And the Falcons job seems to be the one that Bill Belichick, that's the one that, not sure if it's from his standpoint, that's the only focus, but from a team standpoint, the only person or that or the only team that has talked to Bill Belichick so far 
has been the Atlanta Falcons. So it'll be interesting to see with the Atlanta Falcons, do they get either one of these guys in Bill Belichick or Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh has strong ties to the the Chargers, and there are more teams that are interested in them. But Falcons, that'll be a unique situation to see which way they ultimately end up, whether it's going to be Belichick, Harbaugh, or is it going to be another coach that we're not even thinking of? Yeah, I mean, I think that Atlanta has been Belichick's sole focus, as as you pointed out. Uh, I think this might be a situation where, at least the way I look at it, it's it's Belichick or bust. I mean, I, I know you're going to have Jim Harbaugh connected to any open job, but it seems to me, just you know, looking at it from the outside, that I mean, Harbaugh can pick just about anywhere he wants to go, and and whatever team is going to be interested in him, they'll they'll find a way to come to an agreement one way or the other. I don't know that necessarily Atlanta would need Jim Harbaugh as much as Bill Belichick needs Atlanta. So I think ultimately, I think it's probably. I mean, you're, you're looking at a coach that's won multiple Super Bowls, who's been successful in the league for quite a long time. Um, Heck, you know he's got ties and you know uh, he's got ties to Nick Saban for goodness sake. So I mean, would stoke that fire if you, if it can lead to some uh, some some publicity that way maybe. But um, I I think it's a situation just by looking at it from the outside, it would appear to be Belichick or bust for Atlanta. Well, let's look at it from the other side. Is it? Is, is that Belichick's only opportunity is it is you know the question that well and it is may not be but it's the only one that's being publicized is, is so I that don't know how that, seriously he's being considered for that's that's the one that's more important though because you say Belichick or bust the Falcons they have they they have some options it could be you know the two of those guys that we talked about right. and they've interviewed a lot more candidates but from the other side, is that that's the only interest that Belichick is getting. So does that mean that with the Falcons, if he doesn't get that job, is the door pretty much closed for him for this, this offseason? And if it's closed for him for this offseason, that could be calling it a, a career. Now, that's not to say that you know something couldn't happen next year if he doesn't coach this year, but he's only getting older. He's not getting any younger. True. And then if he is removed from the game for a year or so, then you look at a situation where he may not get back to coaching. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the longer he's away, you know, from coaching, then, like you said, the more it would point toward him staying that way. So, um, is the Falcon job his only opportunity? Probably not. I'm sure he's, you know, he's probably getting a lot more interest from some other teams that maybe have tried to keep it quiet. Um, so they, they don't do that anymore. Well, uh, that's, they, and, that's, they, and that's true they, too. They post graphics now to say we interview this coach, which well, that, it, and that's true. I, I, I guess that I'm my, my my ways of thinking sometimes are old. So I guess uh, I'm out of the loop as far as all that's concerned. But uh, the point being is is this uh, Falcons opportunity Belichick's only opportunity? Probably not. But um, will it be? A career for him if he doesn't get that, I I would I wouldn't say no just flat out, but I mean that's always possible, which is wild for me to think that Bill Belichick's not going to be on a sideline next year, but it's entirely possible. Well, let, let's look at the teams that would be remaining. If it's not the Falcons, then we're talking about the Seahawks. Seahawks are they're not hiring Bill Belichick. No, if they just not got rid of Pete Carroll, if they just got rid of Pete Carroll and those guys are pretty much the same age, they're not going with Bill Belichick there. Chargers, Chargers, he had been linked there, so that could be an opportunity. But there's been nothing that's been put out to say that there's any interest, mutual interest, uh, publicly, and that could go to your point in saying maybe it's behind closed doors. Nothing put out with the Chargers, but it would be an ideal situation because they have franchise quarterback, they have a good defense, got plenty of talent on that team, and then there's the Commanders and, and Panthers. So this is something that we can talk about on the other side of the break, but uh, we'll get more into that. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce. If you want to get in, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 
501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. More of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247 or go to our website at Lions Drug. At the heart of historic downtown Russellville, the Old Bank offers an upscale dining experience. With the freshest ingredients and creative touches, their menu has an item for everyone. From their signature lump crab cake to a classic blue cheese poutine, BLT wedge salad to hand-cut prime steaks, they aim to cater everyone. And that's not all. Upstairs at the Old Bank, you can enjoy live entertainment Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with trivia, comedy shows, karaoke, live music, and more. Old Bank in downtown Russellville. The Bucks are back. At the 34th Annual Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn, January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. You could win a lifetime hunting license, a Browning A-Bolt rifle, or a $1,000 gift card from Hunter's Refuge. The Taka Hunting Gear Game and Fish Foundation Free Kids Zone, including a trout pond, hoverball, buana gym, and more. Hunters, bring your antlers for your chance to win a Tracker Off-Road 800SX from Bradford Marine and ATV. Rattlesnakes, chainsaw carving, birds of prey, monster trucks, and the Oaklawn Big Buck Chili Cook-Off. The Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn. Tree stands, clothing, RVs, ATVs, UTVs, ammo, and more. Hundreds of vendors with huge discounts. It's a Hall of Fame event and an Arkansas tradition. January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. Sponsored by Reliance Bank, Oaklawn Hot Springs, Arkansas, Bradford Marine and ATV, Tracker Off-Road, Hunter's Refuge, Remington, Taka Hunting Gear, Outlaw Beer, and 103.7 The Buzz. Visit BigBuckClassic.com and Facebook for more info. Is your Oaklawn Thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it? Or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite? However you like it, racing season is off and running at Oaklawn with live races every weekend through May 4th. It's fun by the furlong all season long. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. For over 30 years, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse on 65th and University has been Arkansas's truck accessory headquarters and the only stop for all your truck parts and accessories. If it goes on a truck, Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse has it, like step bars, bed covers, toolboxes, and ladder racks, as well as gooseneck, fifth wheel hitches, and drop hitches. All this and more can be found at Pickup Truck Accessory Warehouse, a WeatherTech Diamond dealer, 501-568-0040, or online at ArkansasTruck.com. And ask about the all-new RSI SmartCap. This is the P- Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. College football talking head Barrett Salee said two minutes before the Rose Bowl kickoff, Michigan isn't ready for what is coming. (laughs) Except they were. Despite making a number of uncharacteristic errors on special teams, the Wolverines dominated Alabama along both lines of scrimmage on their way to a 27-20 victory. Presumably, Greg Sankey and Paul Feinbaum cheered each other up by chanting, S-E-C, 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 to each other over the phone. Go blue, my brothers, and better luck next year, Alabama. Double B's has Frappuccinos for $4.29, or two for $7, and Cappuccinos for amazingly low prices, too, but no Quentin Tarantinos. But hey, we're working on it. Double B's, it's where you gas it, grab it, and go. That's Double B's. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people.
Welcome back to Out of Bounds, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce. If you want to get in, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. Let's go to the phones and talk to Steven. What's up, Steven? Hey, how you doing, young man? Doing good. Listen, I, I need both of you guys to give me some commentary. Uh, number one, I'm going to say these things, and then I'm going to hang up, and I'm going to listen. Are the Arkansas Razorback basketball players, are they paid employees, or are they student athletes? All right, number two. Why can't we get the Kansas Devo instead of the one we've been getting? He's been playing out of position. He's trying to do too much that he's been under Muslims since he's been there. I just don't think that he's given us 100%. And I think he's he's somewhere else other than focusing on the game. Okay, well, Stephen, Stephen, before you go, though, explain what you yeah. mean. What, what, what do you think Devo's interest is? What, what do you think? What do you think is going no, on? No, no, I, I just don't think he's focused. That's all. That's all. I, I just want to say. I just don't think he's focused. That's all. Nothing bad about him. I, I would never say that Devo is my boy. But the same boy that was in Kansas, that's the boy we need because we need leadership. We don't have any leadership. And I don't know what they, when they go through their little huddles, I don't know what they're saying to each other, but Muslim preaches defense first. And so they they do that when they came there. We're not doing any of that. We're getting beat in every aspect of the, of the game on the floor. Uh, the third one, I would start Mark. I would start uh, the guy from Washington. I would start uh, Mitchell. I would start uh, Graham. And I'm up in the air about who my fifth guy would be. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe. Now, there's a difference. There's a difference okay. in the players that start and then the players that are playing the majority of minutes in the game. So. Are these players you want to see get more court time altogether, or are these players that you say they just should start the game? Well, I, I, I think that the players that are starting every game, because he's, he's, he's kind of flip-flopped a few players back and forth, but basically he's had, he's had his main four of players that he starts. Brazil shouldn't even be starting. I don't we need inside. We need men. Like they, like Larry Johnson told, uh, no, we need men that's, that's going to battle on the inside because how, if you go to a zone and you got a 16-16 on the inside, everybody can't be out of position. They say if, when you're in a zone, you can't rebound. I, I beg the differ. Somebody's going to be able to rebound. It was one play in South, South Carolina where Brazil took a shot and there was nobody crashing the board. Everybody was going down on the end of the court. So if you're not battling, see, this, this, is, this is gut check time. Gut check time now. Now, Pat Bradley said, give, give me February. Okay, we'll give him February. Let's see if they're going to make a difference. Normally, his players come around after so, much, after so long. They get it. The light comes on. But we're going to see. But guess what? I would, that, that would be my starting five. And I would play Pinion more. <laughs> no, okay. All right. Ahead, so, a, so I know I, I gave you a lot, but hey, I know who I'm talking to. Y'all good. All Have right. a great day. Go home. We appreciate it, Stephen. Now, let's start with, are they paid athletes or are they paid employees or student athletes? They're both in this day, of NIL, Transfer Portal. Now, they, they are, are they state are, employees. They are still student athletes. Yeah. So they're not paid employees in a sense that they're getting paid to play a sport. They're not getting paid to play a sport because everybody is not getting 
They're not all getting the same NIL opportunities. It's individualized. You have to look at it more like these are endorsements that they're getting off the field, off the court. It's not something that they have a contract where they play basketball and they're getting paid to play basketball. That's not how it works. They get they have NIL opportunities that come about because they play a sport, but they don't get it. They don't they don't have a contract that says this is how much you make for playing this sport. Right. They're not they're not getting a, like an hourly wage as 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 most people who work a 9 to 5 is not like Hey, you're a basketball player. I'm going to play you to play basketball from eight to five Monday through Friday. I'm going to pay you X number of dollars per hour. That's not the case here, and and it's not under contract. They're not under contract. The contract that they have is for NIL, which is off the field, off the court. So they're student athletes. They they have opportunities to get paid, but they're student athletes. Now, as far as uh, the defense not being played. And players understanding that they come to Arkansas to play defense, okay, you can put that out there, but it's just like on the flip side, you can tell a player, this is our plan, this is how how much you're going to play, this is what you're going to contribute to the team, but when players get there, that's something that can change. And so, just like it's being put out there ahead of time, that when players come in, this is what we do, this is how we do, if the players come in and they don't do it, they're not going to be playing. But in the case with Arkansas, where you don't have many players that are are playing defense and there are defensive breakdowns, we've heard Coach Muss talk about it many times, then at some point you don't have a choice but to put players on the floor that are going to give you something offensively if everybody is lacking on defense. And I think that's the combination that Coach Musselman has been looking for. I mean, not to say that he's not stressing defense first because he always has, but I, I think right now he's he's left in a position, to your point, where he's choosing the lesser of two evils, maybe not necessarily, oh, how how's the best way for me to put this? Maybe not putting the best foot forward when it comes to defense and what he wants to look for there. But just, you know, putting the best foot forward in, in, in the sense of having any sort of success. He's looking for guys who are going to give him effort, who are going to give him hustle, who are going to score the ball, and then the defense will come after that. So while he may not he may not preach defense like he has in years past, he's still preaching it. And then with um, you have to think about the roster also, where outside of walk-ons, Mitchell, Devo, and Brazil, they are the the players that the focus was going to be on returning to this team this year. Devo and and Mitchell, they are two of your better defenders. So, Mm -hmm. of course, they understand what's going on because they've been in the system for a while. But those are the players that have been here. So, in the fact that they've been here, they are the players that are going to understand that the best. And then everybody else is coming in. They get a sense of it once they get here. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. It's Hour 2, live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Todd Pierce. Stay tuned. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Our care clinics are your hometown source for primary medical care. Our doctors, nurses, and counselors can help patients of all ages with anything from common colds and immunizations to depression, anxiety, and chronic diseases. 